1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: It's in the huddle. Carl Dukes along with Jason Lock on four guys, follow us on social media as well. And of course, subscribe every week. We put out new episodes Tuesday and Thursdays here in the huddle. Get it wherever you get your podcast, tell your friends and family about it. We want you to be a part of this I told you guys all season long, all season long. I didn't buy them. I didn't care about the wins. Yeah. I didn't care about how they were winning. And it played out over the weekend when Daniel Jones went in to Minnesota and crushed their souls, right? Yeah. 300 yards passing, two touchdowns. He ran for 80 yards, 17 carries for 78 yards. Daniel Jones, Jason, did everything that you would want him to do. He outplayed Kirk Cousins, and here the Giants find themselves advancing in these playoffs, and everybody is shocked about Minnesota. I'm not shocked. I told you guys this team wasn't for real. It's just so weird. Like, it's
1: just so Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins played really good football for 90-plus percent of that game. Kirk Cousins was the primary reason they were still in that game. When their defense showed you from the first drive to the last that they had no answers for that Giants attack. But then, my God, if it's just not Pete Kirk Cousins to throw a three yard check down on fourth and eight with your season on the line. You know what I mean? And it's like that. And that's what a lot of people are going to glob onto. And I get it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that is really Cousins ish. Like he padded the stat line. And again, we've talked about this before. Go to profootballreference.com and look at the the highest passer ratings in NFL history for all qualified quarterbacks. He's top 10, but like there aren't the signature moments as much as he led that team. And I won't say put him on his back, but, but was kind of trading shots with Daniel Jones most of the day when everything's on the line and it's fourth and eight and you don't throw it to the sticks, Mm. you know, that's gonna, that's gonna haunt you. That's going to stay with you. Um, I thought there'd be. I thought that game would be played in the 30s. I thought that game would go over, and I liked the 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 Giants. I, I didn't love them as much as some other people because of their inexperience in the playoffs, but I liked them. And I, I didn't think it'd be too big for Daniel Jones. He was just in that environment what three four weeks ago, and after a slow start, really dominated the fourth quarter. Um, the Vikings defense was broken all year. Um, it just was. And Dable, like, the ultimate sort of sign of disrespect for them is, like, Dable knew from the last time out he could run it on him all he wanted. But he didn't. But he he's like, nah, I know we can do that. But we could throw on him, too. And even with this kid making his, his playoff debut, I'm going to throw on early downs. I'm going to go play action all over the place. I'm going to throw like hell to set up the run when we feel like doing it. Because I can beat him either way, and I'd rather beat him um, – I'd rather beat him through the air, right? I'd, I'd rather try to roll myself up to a lead through the air. And hats off, man. Um, look, I, I think – like, I don't think this is a layup for the Eagles. And, again, I don't want to go I too far either. ahead. I know you guys will do that Thursday. I, I but don't I either, don't think this is a layup. Um, that that, And I even felt like Dable held some stuff back in the run game and in, in terms of getting nasty in the option game, like I almost phase like, I don't need to do that. I mean, Daniel Jones ran, he ran when it was there, but like they didn't lean on him and Barkley playing around with the mesh point to win that game. Cause they didn't have to. And there's an inherent danger in that. Right. But like, do I think I'll have a different script, a different plan and attack the Eagles in a different way? I do. Um, and, and look, I, I applaud Wink Martindale, the Giants defensive coordinator. Incredible. Who has, been, who has lived and died with the blitz in every situation. This was not his first rodeo. This was not his first playoff game. It's not like Wink was a guy who always, you know, was top five blitzing in the regular season and then backed off and played, you know, prevent the playoffs. Nah, man, he was gunslinger. There was one – he was going down one way and one way only. You know, even if it meant his number four corner on an island – against Jamar Chase because yep. that happened last year and it happened more than once um, because the other eight guys are blitzing and, you know, there's whatever. Like, he changed it up. He flipped the script. He 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 found, not that that defense played great, but he found a way for that defense to to ultimately be the last unit stand. And that's a very difficult uh, game and the Giants are really playing with house money and they, they look like a team that feels like, Man, this is just another football game. Like this is free and easy. Like we're going to be ourselves. If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. But we're letting it all hang out.
0: Yeah, I uh and this is the thing Baldy said last week before the game we saw over the weekend. He said Kirk Cousins is going to get hit and get hit a lot. And he did. And and I don't know if how much that affected him, but he had people in his face around yeah. his feet, you know, all game long. And it was a distraction. There's no doubt. I, I, I give Wink credit. Now, can you play that way? And will you play the same way against the Eagles? It's what they do. So, yeah, Jalen Hurts, they're coming after you. You know, they're going to come after you. I agree. I don't think it's a layup either, Jason. I think this is going to be probably a closer game. Again, this is a division rival, too, right? I mean, you're, you're still talking Giants-Eagles. These two teams know each other. So it's it's really going to play out this weekend. I can't wait. But congratulations to the Giants. Vikings fans, listen, we'll talk about this in the offseason when we get to it. I, I just think the Kirk Cousins experiment is over. He's good. He's not great. You have some really good pieces there. And if you just continue to say, well, he'll get us over the hump, he'll get us over the hump, you're going to find yourself here every year. And I think this offseason for Adafo Minsa is going to be big as to how he revolves around what he wants to do with the quarterback. He came in last year, Jason. I don't know if you remember this or not. And they were talking about Kirk Cousins. And he was like, well, you know, he's not Tom Brady. And he yeah, he hedged his comparison. best. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like, obviously, the general manager has not all the confidence that I think he should have in his quarterback. We're going to see where that goes. Jason for Carl Dukes. All right. I got to talk about this story. And I know that you're all over it. Lamar doesn't make the trip to Cincinnati. Okay. Now. It was a sidebar because the game actually was really good and yeah. the Ravens played their butts off, had a chance. They had a chance. But the bigger story here now that the Raven season is over, Bengals win 24-17, is where is this going? And then Lamar puts out an Instagram post talking about taking care of things and, you know, treating people right in essence. And I am not going to read it. You can go check it out. But he's basically saying, hey, you treat people right, those people treat you right, and things yeah. take care of themselves. So, Jason, where the hell is this going? Because we've been talking about this for weeks yeah. now, and I get the feeling like Lamar is almost saying, "Hey, look, you guys haven't done me right." Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I'm I'm kind of over it, and yep. now there are possible ideas out there about him being traded. Oh, yeah, they're not going to trade Lamar, are they?
1: Oh, I think they are. Yeah, I mean, I've been writing about this the Washington Post since the middle of the season. Like, yeah, I think I think the only prudent thing to really do at this point is to trade him like the offensive coordinator, Greg Roman's going to be gone. Um, there's even if they promote from within the offense is going to change. Uh, this is two straight years where they've played the second half of the season without him. Um, you've got people in that organization, you know, whispering to people in the media for weeks now, like he could probably play this week. Like we think it's really not that bad of an injury. It's only one to three weeks. Like he sees that. He knows exactly where that's coming from. You know, actually do you can't bring hadn't said it publicly in three plus years and says well I don't think he thinks he's worth my money and I don't think he's worth my money and hey son go out there and win me a Super Bowl and if you do I'll think about paying you like the hasms did but otherwise we're just gonna tag them next mm-hmm. year and see where it goes well that's where we are the, the franchise tag window opens up in three weeks um yep or I guess uh, four weeks so like we're there and what has happened to bring these sides together? I mean, nothing. He thought on Friday he had to take the social media or was it late Thursday to say, hey, here's what here's here's my truth about my injury. And where it stands and don't listen to what my bosses are leaking to useful idiots in the media. Here's my truth. Now, is his truth 100 percent? I don't know. Is what they were whispering to people one week into this injury, days into this injury, was that accurate? Clearly not. There's probably a hard medical truth somewhere between those two extremes. But the fact that both sides felt at very points in times, they had to put that out there. Like, it just shows you how much this has devolved. And you've got people, even in his own locker room, Sammy Watkins, when he told the Washington Post late in the week, like, you know, it's just, it's really gotten super messy and it's only going to get uglier and the the ultimate reality is he's had to play out an entire rookie contract making salaries and stipends and total you know bulk payments that were laid out by people like some owners who aren't even Alive anymore by people like Drew Brees, who aren't in the league anymore, right? By people like Jeff Saturday. I'm just trying to think of who was a part of negotiating right. teams on the last NBA, yeah. right? They decided, like, you could really take it back to like 09. Like, this shit was laid down when this kid was in elementary school, and they made him play through all five years of it. And I talked about this a lot in the summer, and I don't know if it hit home. Just because he's on a fifth year option, doesn't mean that Steve Bashotti or Eric DaCosta or Sashi Brown or anybody in that organization couldn't have had the class and 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 the self and um the 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 bill to put out a statement and say it's on. he put it's unfortunate we couldn't come to terms on a new deal. We're gonna respect Lamar Jackson and not negotiate in season. However, to recognize his unique, I'm just going to top my head here, in this organization to represent what he has done for us throughout the totality of his rookie contract and to in some way at least reward him and to show how much he means in this organization, we're going to add incentives based on game played, based on touchdowns, yes. based on playoff performances, and based on playoff wins to that existing deal because he is not someone who, as far apart as we may be in our negotiations, he is not someone who we should take advantage of again this year for $23 million while, while Jamokes like Kyler Murray are getting five times that. Like, that's a classy organization. That's an organization that really is thinking about his best interest. that really does want to take care of him, and really does want to send a message to sponsors and the fan base, go ahead and buy those eight jerseys because he's our guy. Instead, they do all that stuff, like keep feeding feeding us us rich, keep buying our bullshit, keep falling for our line, keep falling for our okey-doke that we're going to build around him or that we in any way really are doing what's in his best interest, right? They did none of that. He gets hurt again. They help foster a a toxic environment that now creates this, this sludge that they're in. And they're still whispering, it's not us, it's him. And now they're whispering to the media, and there's still one particular out there who will parrot anything they tell him, saying, nah, man, they love him. They want to sign him long-term. Wait a minute. He's done all this for you for five years, and the general manager won't come out and say, I like Lamar Jackson on the record. You've got to put it out there for him because they want to continue to turn this town against this kid? They want to make you think? Nah, they love Lamar. Of course they want to re-sign him. Meanwhile, they're mm. slandering him to certain people in the media. But it's him. He doesn't want them. I mean, it's like there's a different guy in the media who was trying to tell you, I don't know, about 18 months ago, before the start of the previous season, they want to sign Lamar so bad. He, they can't get him to come in the GM's office and negotiate. You remember that narrative? They're, like We used to play the Benny Hill music on my radio show. Oh,
0: we can't catch him. Oh, here's Steve with the open contract. But keeps running away. They can't catch him
1: sit down and negotiate shut the f up okay it's, wrong. it's all it's bullshit. wrong it's wrong and so and now it's about he didn't really want to play because the contract all right well guess what just trade him to somebody who will give him you know what he's worth what he thinks he's worth or as close to it as it can come but like just take a step back and see like why are people thinking he has a one to three week injury because some because people in that building put it out that's the only reason Well, why isn't he back yet? Well, have you read the MRI? Have you talked to any medical people about it? You know what I mean? Have you seen how swollen it is? Because they knew, despite them not wanting to pay him what Watson got, and despite all their fake narratives for years about this, Eric DaCosta, I, I know the kind of car I'm shopping for. I know the lot I'm in. Yeah, well, guess what? You've got the XLS model, and you're trying to you're trying to get the base model that's got roll down. Freaking doesn't even have automatic windows, right? Like, oh, you might have been at the right you might have been at the right lot, but you weren't looking at the right model. Like, oh, just like all of that garbage for years, with excuse after excuse about why they couldn't do what everybody else does for a quarterback like this. Find a way to keep him around beyond his rookie year, and find a way to pay him before he plays out the entire fifth year. Again, on a deal that was negotiated before he was playing high school ball in reality, and you never gave him one penny more than that out of the goodness of your heart or out of just because it's the right thing to do, nah, you, you, you use that to your advantage. You sucked everything you could out of him, gave nothing back, never really tweaked the, the, the scheme, fed everything to your defense because you really want to win 12 to 10 every week, and now he's the problem. Okay, and I'm not saying that stuff's going to come out that isn't going to paint Lamar in a bad light. It is, and I'm not saying Lamar's perfect. He's not, but when you get to year five and all this other stuff happens, Russell Wilson gets his bag and he's never played for the Broncos. Deshaun Watson resets the market in a way no one could have fathomed. He's never even thrown a practice pass for Jimmy Haslam. He's never gone to one charity event and signed an autograph for Jimmy Haslam, and he's taking a sexual predator and doing that for him. When... Hmm. when Aaron Rodgers holds his team hostage again, gets his fifty million last year, sixty million next year, fully guaranteed. Um, when Derek Carr, when when the new regime gets to the Raiders and says, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna play around with Derek Carr's contract and he's gonna make 40, and now it also let them get out of it. But like all that happens, and you don't throw him a bone, you don't put in a five million dollar playoff incentive, right? Like you do nothing. You don't even think about it. To
0: me, that shows you who they are. Solid, Jason. And you can read Jason as he says. you've been. He's been writing about this for a long time um, in the Washington Post. I, I just want to read this post because this is what we're talking about. This is the, the Instagram from Lamar. Guys, I'm with Jason on this. I, I think it's toxic at this point. And because of all the things Jason just laid out, you don't think Lamar knows all of this? You don't think he does? Why would you want to be there? That's my question here is what he said on instagram when you have something good you don't play with it you don't take chances losing it you don't neglect it when you have something good you pour into it you you appreciate it because when you take care of something good that good thing takes care of you too and that's exactly what jason's talking about it's in the huddle all right bingles when obviously we talked about their old line but i think the lamar story is bigger and that's why we wanted to focus on it we got plenty of time to talk about the Bengals and bills and we'll do that and and we'll look ahead but we got to talk about what happened last night and that's cowboys how about them cowboys Woo. moving yeah. on advancing and finally winning a playoff game on the road since 1994 um The game was never really competitive. I think the bigger thing for me is how pathetic Tom Brady looked. They asked him to throw the ball 66 times last night. That's not a winning formula, Jason. It's not. And, you know, now what is Brady's future again? That's all offseason stuff. But just the game itself, Dak really responded from a crap game against the Commanders to a very good game, making all the right decisions, making plays with his feet. I thought Dak was brilliant last night.
1: He was. He was, it was a complete uh, 180 from week 18. Uh, The first drive looked like a continuation of week 18. And I'm like, Oh boy. Um, But they got it together. And by the midpoint of the first quarter started humming and really never stopped. I mean, the early Brady red zone interception was just massive. I think that um, when that happened and then now the Cowboys are playing bully ball and they're going on these long, you know, plundering drives, like, and your defense is stuck out there because Brady's just pass, pass, pass. And, you know, a lot of them are hitting the ground. And now your defense is back out there again. Like, it, it just – yeah, you said it. It's it's not a winning script. It wasn't a winning formula. I love Brady over 42-and-a-half passing attempts. That was my favorite play in that game. And he shattered that. And I knew – I I felt very confident he would get to 50 because I thought Dallas would put up points. And the only way the Bucs can move the ball is throwing. But I didn't know that he'd get to 66. Um yeah, his future's not there. Um I do believe he still wants to play. Um and I believe there's two or three scenarios he's looking at that would wet his whistle. We'll see if that materializes. Um but yeah, I mean look, they lost more games than they won. Um nothing ever seemed to come easy for them. Um really on either side of the ball. You know, they got Ryan Jensen back. <coughs> their toughest nail center. I thought that might add a little bit of of um to them but it it didn't and i don't think he yeah. was close to 100 percent um yeah it was a tough watch uh it was a tough watch i mean he i bought into like what i saw from him and mike evans in week 18 thinking all right they got their they got they finally got their groove back like they're they're jamming and then it was the same old stuff i mean miscommunications the ball goes here he goes there you know poor ball ball placement um you know drops yeah, I, and, like, I don't know what happens there as well. You know, like, is is, is Byron Leftwich their offensive coordinator next year? Do they think they have enough as a team to try to get a Lamar Jackson or on a lesser tier a Derek Carr, even possibly an Aaron Rodgers? Like, do they think that's where they are as an organization? Or is it time to start peeling back layers of that onion, trading some veterans, right, getting your, your contracts and your cap back in um gear and getting uh you know drafting a quarterback or trying to identify a young quarterback who you think you could you could develop um you know they're not there yet as an organization they're gonna have to have those conversations relatively quickly but i don't i don't see tom brady back there people i talk to in this league would be shocked if tom brady's back there
0: yeah here's the thing you know two sides of this one the buccaneers won what I mean by that is when you went and got Tom Brady, the yeah. goal was to win a Super Bowl. They yeah. did. So, you know, you got what you wanted. Now, if I'm smart, if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and I'm in that front office, you're right. Jason, I am peeling back and, and I'm getting my cap in order because the NFC South is in such turmoil right now, right? I mean, you talk about where Carolina is and what they're doing. And then you look at the Saints and Dennis Allen and then the Falcons. Falcons are finally... Moving in the right direction, they're going to have some cap space. They're going to be able to spend some money. They got some draft picks. Finally, some things are trying to. Maybe Lamar out. Jackson. Maybe Lamar Jackson. It's 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 possible. I mean, listen,
1: if you're telling me that are they, I can go eighth pick, overall, eighth yes. overall pick. Look, the Ravens have a fetish for corners. They can't get enough. of Marcus Peters stuff. done. <laughs> AJ Terrell, eighth overall pick. Maybe throw in. Grady Jarrett at the end and he becomes their – the Clay Campbell retires. They get Grady Jarrett in there to solidify, anchor for them a little bit in the middle. A future one, a future two. I'd do it. Arthur Blank. Do it. you think Arthur Blank would care about giving him $50 million no. a year guaranteed? I don't know.
0: and I'll tell you why. He knows the thing that's lacking with his team right now, and this is not anything against the kid Desmond Ritter. He's got there nothing is, he can sell. Correct. There's I mean, no it's like if with the right quarterback, Drake London with the right quarterback. That's right. That's right. That that's the issue right now. At, at heart, okay, not all these owners are, are Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank no. is unique because he built Home Depot. Okay. Home Depot, still go look at the stock price right now. Okay. It's built off customer service. He understands I gotta give my customers something to be excited about. So what you're saying is not out of the question. It sounds like a big ask. But, again, we're talking about a 25-year-old quarterback who's already been an MVP in this league. He did just
1: turn 26. Okay. And, and, right. and, and, yeah. he Yeah. But,
0: but if you're going to tell me these guys my, are playing till yeah. they're 38, you know what of I mean? <laughs> so I'm with you. Uh, and and I, I'm, When I'm was the last say- time Atlanta was a hopping, pro football
1: town? When is the last time it was like – because I felt like even with some of the later Matt Ryan stuff, like, was it, really, was it a tough ticket? You know what I mean? Like, when's the last time
0: a, right, a Falcon, a 1 p.m. Falcons-Jags game Correct. was a hot ticket? It's Mike well, Vick, right? That's right. And part of that is because it's what Lamar brings. You don't know what you're going to see. Yeah. He may run for 200. Right. He may throw for 300. It's a spectacle. It's a it's, show. You just don't know. And that is why. Yeah. And Matt Ryan, he, again, you know, he he was great and all of that. The teams that he played on as far as the the one that went to the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship team that lost to, you know, Kaepernick in 13 and all that stuff. Those were really good teams. But the excitement level of what you're talking about, regular season, I got to go see what this guy's going to do. I got to get a ticket. I got to get a ticket. Yeah, this is on a whole nother level. And and for that, I'd be willing to make that trade exactly what you're talking about. But um, I think Arthur Blank understands it. It's why, and this is completely off of what we're talking about with these playoffs, but I'll mention this. Jason, this is why Arthur Blank got involved in Deshaun Watson's shit. Absolutely. He, He got involved in that because he was like, oh, Deshaun's from Georgia. We know him. He was a ball boy here. Okay. I don't know if they knew the the extent of all the cases that were going to come down. But at the time, it was like, the idea was, this, this gets my audience excited. This gets my fan base excited. And it didn't play out. Glad it didn't. And after the yeah. fact, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, Cleveland, it, you know, they got him, and, and that's good. But that's the same reason. And I think it's the same reason why Atlanta may be a player here with Lamar if the trade is, is real. Stay tuned. All right, man. We got to run, guys. Uh, what game you looking forward to this weekend? Which one you got to watch? Which one?
1: Ah, uh, I mean, they're all. You know, come on, we're down to four, so I know. I'm gonna, I know. I'm going to savor all of them. Um, in a weird way, it's this bengals bills thing because they're just they both are, look really flawed to me, and whoever survives this might just go on and and turn it around and win the whole thing. Um, but that one to me, I just don't have a, a great feel on. You know, the Giants will give the Eagles a game. And like we were kind of saying, I, I wouldn't rule out the Giants as being live there. I think the 49ers are going to beat down the Cowboys. Um, that's my sort of initial reaction to that one. Then um, the Jags Chiefs will be interesting. I mean, that was a game when they met in the regular season where it looked like it was going to be a boat race. And then it was one of those where, oh, wait a minute. Um, not to the degree of what the Jags just pulled off against the Chargers. But, um, you know, it's it's Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. So who doesn't want to see that? But sure. Um, yeah, so there's a case to be made for all of them, but I, I think most will be close. Um I'm just not I'm not sure about Dallas going out to San Francisco. Yeah. That's a different that's, that's a different deal than what than what they just faced. That defense that they're going to face next week, I think Washington is like a, 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 a like San Francisco Jr. like a lot of the same elements are there, the way they get generate their pass rush, um some of the things they can do in coverage. Like they're not as good as the 49ers, but that's a much closer approximation. And, you know, week 18 was
0: was ugly. Um, so we'll see. I, I, but I, I think the 49ers' defense will be up. It's going to be fun, man. Divisional roundup next. We'll be back at you on Thursday. Brian Balding will be here. We'll be breaking down the games, going inside of each one of these games and what the keys will be. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's a lot of fun. Jason, have a great week. Make sure you check him out, Washington Post, guys. Follow us on social media and uh, subscribe. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we put out new episodes in the huddle. We appreciate you being a part of it. Everybody else, man, have a great day, and thanks again.